We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The great Pete Futek, college football news. What's up, buddy? What's happening with you guys? How's it going? Oh, oh, just just peachy. I mean, we're not – our offseason isn't as fortunate as your offseason. Like, college sure. football, once college football, the national champion's over, I feel like you get, like, you get a couple months to, to down low. We're already talking about the Browns in 2023, buddy. Yeah, my, my family still wants to eat, so I do have to do some <laughs> stuff. But, I mean, I have to feed these people, unfortunately. But, so needy. yeah, it is a different animal. It, it, it's, uh, it, it's not the same. It's – yeah, obviously, and, and even this offseason, it's different now because, first of all, as it turned out, I think we were the only three people who actually watched the national championship. <laughs> uh, it, like Nobody watched that thing, and nobody certainly tuned in after halftime. Uh, and then the offseason you know, used to be like there's a rhythm to it where, uh, all right, so you have uh, yeah, we try to figure out you know, who's the, who are the top teams for next year, what's this, and it's impossible to do with a transfer portal world. So there's no point in really trying to figure out who the top teams are. So it's a little bit different of a situation now. You know, with with what you just said there, I do think that's interesting, the, the blowout in the national title game, because we immediately went back to the same old things. Ah, oh, TCU didn't even uh, deserve to be in. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, which, which, by the way, I understand the point. They're also wrong. Winning a conference championship should mean something. But do you think, because once we expand to 12 teams here, it, it's not. It's only going to be easier to let teams like TCU, who some people thought didn't believe, but could it influence? Could like blowouts for like the Big Twelve or the Pac Twelve or the ACC teams? Do you think that that could actually impact playoff seeding going forward? Uh, a little bit. I mean, the weirder part about that is it's an, it was a much easier case to make for TCU than it was for Ohio State. So like it's. There were. That's the problem with four. It'll be okay with twelve. I hope it's not sixteen. Uh, but they had to be in. I mean, like they're they're one of only three teams that uh, won twelve games. I look. I I would argue yes on a four best team theory. We can talk all day about you know. Oh well, Alabama, of course. But you know, people forget Alabama needed a stop to you know late stop to get by Texas A and M. They should have lost to Texas. They struggled against Arkansas. They they were not that amazing throughout the year. So it's you can you yeah you got to put TCU in now Michigan didn't have to choke I mean that's kind of how this has all worked We're okay Cincinnati here you get to you know have a get, you know get away from the kids table you get to sit with the adults now and then here you go and now go back you know so that's we've learned that with the Michigan States and Notre Dame a couple times and Washington but usually then you don't have the 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 win that TCU came up with so that kind of changed this whole narrative because look if it's Michigan. Uh, Georgia, Georgia still wins, but you certainly get a whole lot more eyeballs on it. You know, going into next year, you know, Stetson Bennett wins back-to-back national championships. Uh, I, I don't know who's who's going to be the answer for Georgia at quarterback. I know they've got a few guys there that'll be in competition, but like, is Georgia the team to beat now? Is this going to be a dynasty? Yeah, I don't really buy into that. Um, first of all, a couple of things. The, the narrative quickly changed because. Last year, it might have been almost exactly last year, 
I was there. I, I saw JT Daniels warming up on the sidelines in the middle of the third quarter. Stetson Bennett was awful. He was <laughs> awful in the national championship against Alabama. And then he came out and was like, oh, he's got to do something to get this offense moving because he can't do it. And then he came out and boom, boom. He had two big throws. And all of a sudden, they score off it. They get the big stop by the D, and, all, and now he's a legend. And he was just rolling ever since. So that part of the narrative is always kind of weird. And the other part that's kind of weird is, you know, it's, hey, look, it happens. The guy missed the kick. But if old Ruggles puts that thing straight, there's no dynasty. Georgia's a footnote. And, look, you know, Georgia's good. So is Alabama. Tennessee's going to be even better. Florida's going to be better. You know, South Carolina's rising up. LSU is becoming a thing. You know, Mississippi and Mississippi State are dangerous. Certainly, you know, Texas A&M's got that talent where they can be dangerous. So, like, it was just Georgia's turn. Next year, it's probably Alabama's turn. You know, so it's, it's not something that, oh, well, they're obviously the number one team going into next year. Nah, not really. Pete, is Jim Harbaugh using the NFL to get more Michigan money, or is Jim Harbaugh using Michigan to get more NFL interest? No, I don't think any of the above. I the the people I know, I know someone who really is good friends with Harbaugh. He just likes to do this. He this is just <laughs> who he is, and it's he's got the ability to the strange ability. You you know how college sports work, where you cannot ever say, "Oh, I'm leaving for another job," because oh my God, they're recruiting. Well. In the transfer portal world, it doesn't really matter anymore. He just likes to, you know, flirt with all these other teams and hear all the options and, you know, see what's going on out there. Maybe he wants to go back to the NFL. Maybe he doesn't. But uh, I don't think it's really he's really angling for anything here. I just think he kind of wants to find out all his job options, which is, you know, for as kooky as everyone thinks Harbaugh is, is probably the most normal thing you can possibly do in any sort of employment situation. So uh, I think he's coming back. I think he's just kind of exploring this. Pete, let's get to the big news of the day. Um, is the timing of the Kevin Warren news that he's going to leave the Big Ten commissioner post for the CEO of the Bears job, is the timing of this news good or bad for the Big Ten? Uh, fine. doesn't matter. It, it's it, Look, everything's going in play. I know there's different narratives when it comes to Kevin Warren. I kind of take the narrative of, like, guy came in, $7 billion deal now for media rights for the Big Ten. It is, it, for all the, oh, at SEC, it just matters more and stuff. Uh-uh. Big Ten's the biggest business bad boy on the block when it comes to conferences by a mile. So got the humongous TV deal, media deal, and he got USC, UCLA. Like, even in the wackiest of expansion scenarios, there is no way you're getting USC and UCLA and locking up the Los Angeles market. And somehow the Big Ten was able to do that under his watch. So, like you mentioned in your opening there, and you, you kind of mentioned this, where, yeah, of course, he is kind of seen as the next person up for the NFL commissioner's job. Doesn't mean it's a lock, but he's certainly on the fast track there. Chicago, they're, they're looking, they're putting in this new uh, stadium outside in the suburbs. Thank God, because Soldier Field's the most brutal place to try to get to uh, easily. Um, and so you've got the big stadium deal. You've got all the different rights. And this is, a, this is traditionally a franchise that just doesn't monetize itself all that well. It does not go the Jerry Jones route of having, you know, all these different crazy, you know, big giant corporate deals. It's, it's really is literally a mom and pop organization and getting a guy like Warren to come in kind of kickstarts that a little bit faster.
How does this impact the Big Ten in the intermediate? And are there? Do we know if there are any known candidates for the job? There aren't, but I would I, I would actually make the argument that obviously NFL commissioner, uh, NBA commissioner, uh, to a certain extent, the commissioner of baseball, but not really business wise. Being the commissioner of the Big Ten is about is it's right up there. It's you're going to be able to attract the one of the most talented people out there from any walk of life, any sort of CEO, any sort of, you know, business person who can come in because there's a lot happening here. You've got, first of all, you've got this deal in place. So your media rights are pretty much set. You've got UCLA cleared the hurdles with the state. So you've got USC, UCLA coming in and then you still have more to do. I mean, you still have more markets to go get. I still think they're, you know, they should figure out some sort of way they would in their dream world. The big 10 gets North Carolina. That's, kind of the untapped potential area they'd love to get. I still you know, think you go after an Arizona, Arizona state area, Tempe, uh, the Phoenix area is the sixth largest media market in the country. Maybe Seattle, that area, University of Washington. There's still a lot of big business things to have happen here. And I know we always like to talk, okay, football and the sports side of this business wise, the big 10 is an absolute monster. Pete, can you see any more realignment happening before um, next season, this offseason. I don't know how the Pac-12 hasn't done it already. Like you got to do something at this point because it, I I've said all along that the perfect fit for the uh, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, by the way, when it comes to you know all the you know the research uh, qualities and everything that they want, having the university of a state, Kansas makes a whole lot of sense. And we you know forget the football side and the sports side of this. You know, obviously basketball is great. But just having the kind of that sort of part of the country to add to the mix, that's something the Pac-12 needs to do, or at least think about. I've said all along also, see what Notre Dame wants. You know, and Notre Dame's a national university. See if they want to be there. And if you are the Pac-12, you're the southernmost California school cannot be Stanford. you got to find something else out there. San Diego State doesn't necessarily – it's not obvious. You can't replace USC, UCLA – but you can moneyball your way a little bit here. You know, you can't replace Giambi, but maybe you get UNLV because the Pac-12 wants to be in Las Vegas anyway. You get San Diego State. You think about a Fresno State, and you just you, you got to start acquiring more properties, and then you have to lock in what you have because the Pac-12 it cannot afford to lose Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, or Washington, and those are going to be all ripe for the picking. Which conference is most likely to strike first in the next round of conference realignment between the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the SEC? Well, the Big 12's trying. The Big 12 is at least – Big Ten does everything really quietly. Like the USC – even everyone who knows all this stuff, all the inside, nobody saw USC, UCLA. That was, they kept their – everyone kept so tight-lipped on this. There was nothing, not even a rumor out there. You ever kind of knew Nebraska was coming and, you know, the Maryland thing was kind of on the table and all, but nothing when it came to USC, uh, UCLA. Big 12 is out there shouting, hey, what's it, Glenn? We're open for business. <laughs> they're, they're actively pinging, you know, a play. They would love to somehow get Utah and Colorado and Arizona and Arizona State. I, I don't know if they have the media markets. I don't know if they're going to be able to make the media deals. Because the Pac-12, what it still has going for it, even without USC and UCLA, they still have really, really large media markets, which either makes them really attractive for some other schools to potentially jump in, or it makes them absolutely, you know, absolute whales for other conferences. I've, 
nothing's crazy now because of Kevin Warren, because of what the Big Ten did. If you can get USC and UCLA and you can be a national conference, what's stopping the SEC from saying, you know what, we want Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to get Arizona State. We want Seattle. We want to be a national conference. You know, so there, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. It's just very, very quiet right now. Pete, we're going to have to get you to, to try and weigh in on a, uh, a dispute between Dustin and I. He yes. got uh, he got some food the other day, and when they handed him the bag, they said, oh, hey, we're out of lettuce. Sorry. And he was very upset by this. And the, this begat a conversation. Is lettuce a required topping for a taco? Well, considering I'm trying to drop the football season 15 and my life completely revolves around the product at the immediate moment, yeah, and I would actually go a step further in the full lettuce cup taco. So, yeah, I'd be grouchy. Whenever you get so, whenever you order something and you don't get part of it, you know, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'll, I'll, you ordered it, delivering what I ordered. I'm Pete, with you. Lettuce Pete, is a required thank you, Pete. topic. Pete, you know, you know, lettuce on a taco is a lie, right? You're not dropping the lbs with 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 the lettuce on the taco. No, but lettuce belongs on a taco. I, no, that's not was his, his thing was it was about weight, weight loss. Uh, Pete, I am the I'm the wrong guy to talk to because I'm dropping the shell. That's where we're going with this. Is I, so I am the wrong guy. But yes, I am a believer that you know I'm, I'm actually the flip side of this. If I say no cilantro, I demand no cilantro, and if I and I fifty fifty call whether I'm getting that evil weed on my taco or not. So I, I I'm <laughs> I'm with you. If you get if you get my my taco order wrong. Yeah, there's, there's hell's coming to breakfast there for someone. Pete, great stuff, buddy. Thanks for all your help during college football season. Have a good one, you too. Thanks, buddy. Good man. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.